0: Hey, welcome to Tebs Talks, the Premier Useless Podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to JasonTebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Tebs Talks, the Premier Useless Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason Tebs. and yesterday was Father's Day, fun day. Started off Formula One race, my favorite driver, Max Verstappen, won, so that was great. But today I just want to talk about dad, my dad. He's a pretty cool guy, Mike Tebbs. He's been on this podcast a time or two, uh, the Mike Tebbs Minutes, as we would call him. So if you, if you go back in the archives, you can hear some of his wisdom, his knowledge that he has graced upon us in previous episodes of this podcast. But I want to start off summing up my dad <laughs> in like the best way I can. <laughs> okay. This, this is probably a poor way to describe it, but my dad once gave me some advice that has stuck with me and is probably the best advice he's ever given me. I don't know how old I was. Definitely older than eight, but I would say younger than 12, maybe, maybe right around 10, 11, 12. I, I forgot, but we had this little like garden area in our front yard at the corner of our lot and we were like pulling weeds or something. And I was just complaining that, oh, this is taking too long. Like, I don't want to do it. And my dad just stopped. And he looked at me. And he was like, quit your bitching and let's get it done. Or I think he said, quit your bitching and it'll be over. Right? And that was a young kid that came from an LDS family. So it's not like we swore all that much. So that was just kind of shocking. Like, oh my gosh, my dad just swore at me. said, quit your bitching and it'll be done. And it, it stuck with me. I think it stuck with me because the initial thought, but as I've grown older, I'm like, dang, that was some great advice. Like, we had a job that we had to get done. We had to pull these weeds. It's not like we could just not do the job. The job had to be done. I was the one that had to do the job. So I could either just buckle down and do it and get it over with and not have to do it anymore. But if I sat there and complained, it would get drawn out and it would be just more miserable. So that sort of advice quit your bitching and it'll like it'll be done it doesn't work for every single situation but it works for a surprising amount of situations and often in my life since then i've thought to myself like okay jason quit your bitching and it'll get done quit your bitching and it'll get done fantastic advice it's helped me just buckle down and do some things that i probably d- that i probably didn't want to do and it'll continue to help me buckle down and do things and there will come a day where I will turn to my child and be like, you know the, the greatest advice your grandpa ever gave to me? Quit your bitching and it'll get done. I'll tell that to my kid. And hopefully my kid tells it to his kid. <laughs> I don't want to take this to a dark turn, but at my dad's funeral, because that will come inevitably someday. I hope no day soon. I hope many, many years from now. But at my dad's funeral... I would imagine I am going to get up and say some words and I will, I will start it out. The best advice my dad ever gave to me was quit your bitching and it'll get done. Cause that's, that's just the type of guy Mike Tebbs is. He's like, look, we got to get it done. Like we got to put in the work. We got to, we got to do it. I think that a little bit is instilled from, you know, the ranching cowboy wrangling house building grandpa that I had. So his father. You know, part of that probably came from him. My grandparents were not well off in the slightest. So part of it was like, my dad's like, hey, I got to get it done. A story, and I might tell this slightly incorrectly, but my dad was on his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I don't know exactly how long he was out for, but my grandpa calls him and he's like, hey, we're out of money. Like we can't afford to pay for this mission anymore. You got to figure it out. I don't know how all my dad figured it out and paid for the remainder of his mission, but like my, my dad got it taken care of. He, he figured it out a way. The other really great advice my dad gave me, and I mentioned it in the last episode I just did is, you know, at, at your job, move as high as you can, as fast as you can, or really in any position, like put your name on the table, put your name in the hat, put your name out there nothing's gonna be handed to you in this life and I think my dad really tried to instill that in me and my sister like hey I'm now that we like are older he's like hey you know now that you actually understand life he's a little more willing to just like treat us but it wasn't he he didn't treat us until we like understood just basic concepts of life like hey we're not gonna get handouts another fantastic thing that my dad did And i think he learned about it when my sister got married was you know my sister gets married and he's like hey their marriage is theirs and they need to make their own decisions it's not his place to like decide everything for them and his input isn't needed all the time so when i get married he's like hey i learned this when your sister got married and i feel like i've been able to practice it and apply it through these couple years so now that you're getting married he was talking to me. He's like, so now that you're getting married, like, this is just how it's going to be. He's like, look, you got to make your own decisions with your spouse. It is your marriage. You figure it out. I'm not going to give my input unless asked. He's like, I'm more than happy to give my input. I'll I'll be more than willing to help you guys figure some things out and talk about some things, but I'm not going to insert myself into anything, which is fantastic because there are There are people I know where their parents are like wedging their way into almost every single decision, every single little thing. It's like, wow, (laughs) does your parent always have to be involved? Like, is your parent always putting in their two cents on every little thing about your marriage or every little decision that you make? So my dad, he's like, look, it's your marriage. It's not mine. You figure it out. If If you want my opinion, come ask. I'll give it to you then. But which that's really freeing as one an adult and then two especially like a married adult is uh, I that uh, that autonomy and that freedom where it's like yeah no this really is me and my spouse it is us it is our decisions it is our life and we will make it we will figure it out but we always have someone that will be willing to give advice or, you know, help give a lending hand if needed, but like we'll petition for that help or that advice. And it's worked out incredibly well for me and my wife, my sister and her husband. My dad is still the number one person in my life that I will like go to for advice. If I am unsure about anything, if I just need a second opinion on different things, like I go to my dad the guy's got 35 years of experience on me. One, uh, he has a lot more means than I do. And three, like, and most importantly, I just think he's generally a smart guy that can navigate most situations. Like, especially when it comes to jobs and careers, he's getting close to retiring, right? He's, he's experienced that corporate life. He's experienced working his way through a company. He's experienced managing people, having to hire fire. He's experienced having to work with employers and employees and coworkers. Like he's experienced traveling this place and traveling that place and buying a car and selling a car. Like he, he just straight, like he's experienced having a kid, having two kids, having grandkids. Like he's experienced all that. So he, he's a great wealth of knowledge and inspiration where if I just feel like I have no clue how to navigate some of these things, then not that he has the perfect answer every single time, but at the very least he can, he can say, Hey, like I believe in you. I think you'll do great. Like just keep working at it. You'll get through it. And that, that is a huge comfort in my life. Cause I know not everybody has that in a father. I I'm super blessed with the parents that I have. Like incredibly blessed. Um I just I just think they're rock stars. And a lot of my friends think they're rock stars as well. So <coughs> my dad traveled more than most of my friends' dads when I was growing up. Like my dad works for the government, so he'd have to travel like here and there the federal government, not like the state government. So he was working for the federal government. So he'd have to be in like Washington, DC this week and Seattle that week. And I thought the travel was really interesting. You know, Oh, my dad's going to all these different places. Granted, it was mainly in America for the most part, but Oh yeah. You know, my dad, my dad's been here and my dad's been there and he knows this little fact about this place and that little fact about that place. And occasionally me as a child, I'd be able to travel I traveled to DC with him, you know, our family has gone to Seattle a couple of times and like we had the means to travel and my dad had already been to a lot of these places. So he had some experience at a lot of these areas where we could have an enjoyable time. Things from my perspective ran decently (laughs) smooth. I'm sure my dad had some times where he was stressed out, out the wazoo because now that I'm the one, Planning and coordinating all these family trips for my own family, I, I understand how stressful it is, and you know I'm 14 years old. I ate a bunch of red vines on a red eye flight, and then I puke in the DC Metro. Um, just having to navigate that, but I think because my dad was able to visit all these different places, he saw a little bit of the culture of all these different places, and then especially when he took me and my sister to all a good amount of places we got to have just those experiences seeing different parts of at least again, the United States. Now I definitely wasn't the most seasoned traveler out of my friends. Um, I didn't go to as many unique and different places as some of them, but when you can see the world and see different people and see different experiences, like you understand a lot more, especially growing up in Utah, cause Utah is so monoculture With the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's it's incredibly monoculture. I mean, it's getting more various types of cultures as time goes on, but the core of it is still a monoculture. I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunities that my dad has given me to experience XYZ and go here, there, and anywhere. It, It was always neat to be like, oh, you know, dad went this and now he has this fun fact dad went here and now we're going to go there later. It's also funny where my dad would be like, because my dad works for the federal government. He, uh, managers, a bunch of people that are technicians for a bunch of equipment, long story short. So we'd be places and he'd be like, Hey, that's that piece of equipment that we use. You'd be flying and be like, Hey, if, if you look down right there, you know, we got some equipment over here. Uh, we're driving on the freeway and he's like, Hey, if, if you look up this Canyon, you'll have like a two second window where you'll see this piece of equipment. Um, there's a place right by where we grew up. It's called Francis peak. And he would always joke. It looks like two golf balls on top of the mountain. And he'd always joke like, Hey, I own the golf ball on the left. I think it was the left. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? You own the golf ball. And he's like, well, I oversee that golf ball. So I, that was always a funny joke. Like, yeah, my dad owns the golf ball on the left. And then I'd tell people, like, hey, you know that golf ball up there? My dad owns it. And they'd be like, what? And they'd be like, well, I mean, he oversees that golf ball. But it's funny to say that he owns it. The last thing I kind of want to say, and this might sound super sad, well, is my dad gave me what some might call a, a pretty privileged childhood where, you know, we were definitely financially stable. We could afford to go to disney world a couple times to seattle a couple times we went to new york uh disneyland i went to dc with him you know we were taken care of my dad could afford to put me in sports we had a home over our head we had food on the table we were well provided for and i still am i still am very benefited by the work that my dad has done in his life. And I think growing up, a lot of kids think, oh, I want to, like, I want to do better than my parents. Like, I want, like, okay, my parents make this much. I want to make that much. My parents have this kind of lifestyle. I want to have a lifestyle a step above that. And for the longest time, I was like, you know, probably until I was in high school. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have more, I guess you could say worldly success than my dad. Like I'll make more money. I'll have the lifestyle one step above my dad to show like, Hey, because you were able to provide for me so well and give me such a great start. Like, look at what I did with it. You know, aren't you proud of me? I can now give my kids the same, if not better than you gave me, like uh, make you proud in that sort of aspect. And, and it's a very worldly view. It's a very worldly desire. And it's very little to do with what actually matters in life. But I wanted that. Now that I'm 26 and I have my own child and I've learned more about the world, I fear that I will never get close to what my dad was able to provide for me. I feel like I'll never get, a, I'll never get close to being able to provide for my son and heaven forbid if, you know, we have more children, the experiences and the financial stability that my dad provided for me and my family. And that is part of a way larger conversation uh, just about the economics of the world today and the wage gap, XYZ, people aren't making as much compared to inflation, whatever. It's, It's a larger conversation it's not my fault. It's not my dad's fault. It's not my kid's fault. I, again, I still had a very privileged upbringing and I'm still in a very privileged position, but you know, I'm sure my dad would be like, Hey one, you're doing fine. Like you're doing okay, dude. And two, my dad would be like, I am very proud of you because you know, you love your family and you're working hard for them. And you're like, you're doing your best. Like you're putting in the work to do your best, to provide as best as you can. He's like, you don't, he'll probably say you don't need to be making as much as I do. And the other piece of advice, the key piece of advice is he's like, I'm, he'd probably be like, I'm 35 years older than you. You are just starting your career. I am just ending mine. That's a very apples to oranges comparison. And he always likes to say, boy, when I was your age, I was just trying to pull my head out of my ass. He's like, you are, you have way more of a head start. I was, he's like, I wasn't even close. To where you were, at your age, so you know he would give me that perspective, and I I always have to remind myself of that. Like, okay, yeah, my dad is thirty-five years older than me. He's a he's getting close to retire, and I'm just starting my career. Like, he's had a whole lifetime more than me to move up in his career, accumulate that wealth, and bless the lives around him with it. I still nagging in the back of my head. I'm always fearful. It's just like my dad gave me such a, such a blessed childhood financially speaking that I'm ne- that I'm not going to be able to rise up to that benchmark and not that it should even be a benchmark or a standard or something to hit in the first place. But in my mind, uh, and I'm sure a lot of kids' minds, it's like, you want to do better than your parents. And I'm like, man, my, my dad did really well for himself. And, I, like I, I want to do just as well for myself. If not better, uh, that's a pretty high bar to meet. It's possible, for sure. It's possible. It's not like he was some millionaire, you know, making seven figures every year. He he had a decent salary, a decent wage that just provided for us. And I never had to worry about a lot of things because he was putting in that work and he was provided for us. I just want to make sure that my son never has to be in a position to worry about any of that. Like, no kid should. It's, it's a shame that kids understand and have to worry about any financial burden of their parents or of the family. I was so blessed that I never did. I just want to make sure that I can give my son the same. Last thing I'm going to end on is probably the most morbid thing my dad ever said to me. <laughs> he was kind of joking around. And he was like, I'm worth more to you dead than alive. Essentially meaning, if he were to die you know, inheritance. I would inherit some money and I would have more money. Now, you know, I'd have more money after his death. And I kind of chuckled. And I was like, I was like, look, I couldn't care less about your money right now. Like I would much rather have my dad here. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just, just joking around, but (laughs) it kind of that, that, that mess or that little joke. He said, kind of sticks around in my head in a goofy way where I'm like, I'm like, cool. You know, an inheritance is nice in a way. And I'm sure there are people out there that just have had enough of a falling out with their family that they're like, I can't wait for that inheritance. I'm banking on that inheritance. Me on my end, I'm like, look, I think you're, I think holistically you're worth more to me being here than if you were to die because I still, Love that advice that you can give me and that perspective that you can give me. And yeah, sure. There are some things where they financially support me a little bit. Like my car loan I got through my dad and my mom. And they gave me a great interest rate. Sometimes my dad will hide money in like my wallet or in my car. It's not like he's hiding thousands. Maybe it's like 40 bucks. But still, like just little things like that. Just a nice little, oh, hey. Like, that's fun. My dad gave me a little bit of cash here. Gave me a little bit of cash there. Like, that's nice. But I don't want to be in a position where I have to rely on my dad's money. Because again, my dad has done very well for himself. And my mom too. Like, my mom's lumped into that picture. My dad's been the traditional breadwinner for most of my life. So that's why I say my dad. Um, He couldn't have done it without my mom. Like somebody needed to keep his head on straight, (laughs) but I don't want to ever have to like rely on my dad's money. My grandma, bless her heart. She's getting very close to the end of her life. She was all worried that she wouldn't have anything to leave my dad. And my dad was like, I don't need your money. Like, I just need to make sure you're taken care of. I want it to be the same, you know, me to my dad. Be like, look, dad, I don't need your money. So far, I don't. Like, sure, whatever I get at the end of the day, I guess it's a slight consolation for how much I'll miss you. But yeah, I'd rather have you around than any amount of money you might be leaving me. And sure, you might get to an age where you're at the end of your life, and because of my beliefs, it's like, look, dude, I'll see you on the other side, but I think you just need some peace and rest for now. And yeah, there will come a day where he passes on. We all will. That's an inevitability in life. And at that point, it's like, I'd rather him be restful and at peace in the life after this than in pain in this life. And it's like, if all of his funds get eaten up in his last years, which would suck, like it sucks that that happens to so many people just to make sure that he's comfortable and okay. In his last days, that's his money to make sure that he's comfortable and okay. In his last days, none of that needs to go to me. He worked for it, that's his. If he so desires to want to have it all go to me and my sister at the end of it, you know, obviously barring if my mom is still around or not, great, but yeah, I told him, I was like, I'd much rather have you around than any amount of money that I might be getting if you were to die today. I love my dad a whole heck of a lot. You know, I think the one time I saw my dad cry was when his dad died. My dad's probably seen me cry a lot. And I'm sure my kid will see me cry a lot. I think I'm a little more emotional than my dad. But man, the day he goes, my family is probably going to see me cry more than I've ever cried in my life. Or my mom, if either one of them go. Jeez. Even if they're like super old. they could be like into their 90s. <laughs> like if they ever, <laughs> heaven forbid they get into their 90s. Even when they, if they died that old, I'd be super sad. I have a cold on top of now. I'm starting to get teary, so there's all sorts of congestion in my nose. I'm going to end it there. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Check out my website, com. Peace out. Love you. Thanks so much.